0: Canada, the conspiracy show with Richard Seren,
1: and welcome to the Audio Imaginarium, and to all of you listening in on our flagship station, AM 740 Zoomer Radio, 50,000 watts of peace, love, and truth. Welcome. All of you listening in on one of our great affiliates south of the 49th, a big hearty how-do to you as well. And speaking of which, I want to welcome new affiliate WRNN, Hot Talk 99.5 in Myrtle Beach. Uh, And to all of you listening in on the uh, podcast through zoomeradio.ca, talkzone.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or our new app, a free download from iTunes and Google Play, The Conspiracy Show. Uh, However and wherever you're listening, it's great to have you here. You're a great company, and uh, uh, I appreciate your support over the years. Tim Spreen is here, my technical producer, but he's leaving me. He's leaving me in a few weeks, moving on to greener pastures. Uh, Tim, it's been a pleasure working with you, Uh, but you're still mine for the next uh, couple of weeks. Elbert Vinzel, my story producer, as always, is here. Uh, and as always, Albert has posted some great stories in the slide carousel atop of richardserrett.com, including uh, one about Bohemian Grove, where the uh, masters of the universe, uh, the movers and shakers who have more money than God, are gathering in the northern California town of Monte Rio uh, for the last two weeks of July. Uh, presumably they'll... Roast some weenies, canoe, do some archery, and anoint the next president of the United States. It's kind of like a summer camp for the unelected oligarchs, uh, Bohemian Grove. But I'm guessing their mothers don't sew their names on the inside of their underwear. <laughs> or maybe they do, I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to picture Henry Kissinger at the uh, Bohemian Grove summer camp writing a letter home. Dear mommy, having a wonderful time here in Monterrey. Uh, we danced naked around the giant owl last night. The food is terrible. Uh, the boys and I have decided to buy Greece. I miss you. Signed, Your Little Henry. Uh, you can read all about uh, Bohemian Grove. Again, it's in the slide carousel at com. And uh, let me spell that for you. Uh, Twenty years in, uh, in the business, and I'm still spelling my name. However, uh, Richard Serrett, and that's S as in Simon. S as in Simon. Why? Because I love you. R-E-T as in Tom. T as in Tom. That's richardserrett.com. Hey, George Norrie, host of the behemoth Coast to Coast AM is standing by. And as you may or may not know from time to time, I get uh, the phone call and I get asked to sit in and guest host on Coast. And it's always an honor and great fun. And I'm delighted George is going to join us and he will in just a few moments. But he is coming to town. In the Flesh, August the 22nd, at the Queen Elizabeth Theater at the uh, CNE, which is just a stone's throw from my studio here in Liberty Village. He's bringing Alex Jones with him and uh, Nick Pope. Uh, along for what promises to be quite a show I'm going to be there and we'll tell you how to get tickets a little later but let's bring in the man himself George Norrie, host of the nationally syndicated program Coast to Coast says if he weren't a national radio talk show host he'd be in politics heard by millions of listeners Coast airs on approximately 564 stations in the US, Canada, Mexico and Guam Uh, But before Coast, George enjoyed an extensive career in broadcasting. He started in radio at WCAR in Detroit, where his first ever interview was with nuclear physicist and UFO expert Canada's own Stanton Friedman. And from 74 to 78, he served as a news producer, executive news producer at WJBK-TV. And at 28, get this, he became the youngest major market news director in the United States at KMSP-TV in Minneapolis. Uh, And if that's not enough, he also has co-authored a number of books, including 2009's Journey to the Light. Uh, That was followed up by uh, another one in 2011, Uh, he released his third book called Talking to the Dead, co-written by our good friend Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and in February of this year, George, along with Richard Belzer and David Wayne, released Something is, or Someone, rather, is Hiding Something, What Happened to Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. And, to top it all off, he's just launched a unique online dating service, called ParanormalDate.com. We'll find out what that's all about. We're going to chat a while, and then we'll open up the phone lines and give you a chance to ask George some questions. And we'll, uh, we'll try and trend here. Uh, questions for George also. Uh, you can trend at hashtag Nori Toronto. Hashtag Nori Toronto. I believe we've reached him in L.A. tonight. George, how are you?
0: I'm fine, Richard, and thank you for filling in for me on Coast to Coast. You do a marvelous
1: job for us. Oh, I appreciate that, George. You're always so gracious. Uh, looking forward to seeing you uh, once again August 22nd when you roll into town. This is going to be quite a show. Alex Jones uh, and, uh, and uh, Nick Pope.
0: I'm looking forward to it. And let me set the stage right now where I am. I'm sitting outside in Beverly Hills, California, looking at a partially half moon. That's a little more than half. It's outside. There are palm trees all around me. It is my day off today, and I'm just looking forward to this interview with you this hour. And I'm just sitting back. It's like 70 degrees out, and it just doesn't get much better than this, Richard.
1: It doesn't. It doesn't, George, and we're delighted that you would spend a part of your day off with us. Uh, I mentioned off the top that if you weren't in uh, broadcasting, you'd be in, uh, in politics, and I'm kind of a political animal myself. I mean, I, I, I love to observe it, but I'm a kind of a political atheist, although I, I do want to get your, your uh, a few words, your, your sense of uh, Donald Trump, who is just, he's got the, the, the GOP apoplectic, he's a wrecking ball, but I'm enjoying this guy. What do you, what do you think of Donald Trump?
0: Well, he's got the the chutzpah, as we would say. I mean, he's a no-nonsense person. He's very blunt. He says it the way he means it. Sometimes he says it the way he shouldn't, but he just spells it out there. I think he's refreshing, Richard, in that he just says it the way he feels. I mean, he's honest. You may not like him. You may like him, but he just lays it right out there. And I think that's what we need in politics these days. Instead of all the sugarcoating and lies and, you know, misnomers, we just need somebody to come out and give us the facts. You know, when you were reading my bio, I was half kidding when I said, hey, if I wasn't doing broadcasting, I'd go into politics. I want to get into politics, if I was going to do that, to simply help people tell the truth. And get the job done. You know, I had a platform years ago where I would have done away with the Internal Revenue Service. Uh, We would not have problems with Russia. I'd be going out with Putin for dinner and saying, hey, let's get this fixed. You don't want to get killed. I don't want to get killed. And we don't want to annihilate each other's countries. So with all that and that understanding, let's make this work for us. What's up? Georgia? that's what we need in politics. And I think that's what Donald is bringing this time it's just like he does anything he wants he says anything he wants and he goes up in the polls it's
1: exactly unbearable. exactly and because he's not beholden to anyone because he's campaign he's financing his own campaign uh, I mean that makes him a, a huge threat to the the, the political class the uh, you know the ruling class uh, Democrats, Republicans even the media. Uh, they don't know what to do with this guy because he, uh, I think it was Senator Graham, they, they called him a wrecking ball because he can say anything because he's not beholden to anyone. And that is, as you say, very refreshing.
0: He's not bought by anybody. So he simply sits back, says it the way he means it. Um, some of the things he has said on immigration, I would have tempered it a little bit. I know what he was trying to say. I mean, we are getting thugs in some um undesirables into the country, but we're also getting a number of other people who are dedicated and they're looking for a better life and opportunity for themselves and their family. I think what everybody seems to lack and understand, and I should say everybody, but some people with regards to immigration is we're talking about illegal immigration here, not legal immigration. When we have legal quotas set by the Department of Immigration and Naturalization, Those are goals and numbers that should be adhered to, and you come into this country in the right process. We're talking about illegal immigration, people who are breaking the law to come into the United States. Yes, they want a better life. There's no question about that. But they need to do it lawfully, and that, I think, is what Donald was trying to say. He just wasn't getting it across the right way. Is Mexico dumping their criminals and their low life people across? Probably. Fidel Castro, Richard did the same thing back in the sixties. That's right. He emptied, he emptied his jails and let all the criminals flee to the United States and we took them. They landed in Mexico in in Miami and, you know, all these people of undesirable lives and history and reputation Ended up in Miami because Castro emptied his jails and said, I don't want you. You go to the United States. And that's what they did.
1: That's right. Uh, and and uh, if you look at Trump's um, position, Positions on a lot of policies there. You put the rhetoric rhetoric aside. He's actually pretty progressive and mainstream. There's nothing really he's saying he supports universal health care. He doesn't like Obamacare, but he supports universal health care. He doesn't want to dismantle Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid. These are all pretty progressive policies that he has.
0: There's absolutely no question that Donald Trump has his finger on the pulse of what most Americans need and what most Americans want. I I think he'd be a pretty interesting uh, president. I think he would temper himself a little bit. He's kind of abrasive. Um, He's a toughie. I I think he'd back down. I I think once he's in the office and he's got that incredible title that we just cherish in this country, um, he'd be somewhat of a different guy. He wouldn't be as brash as he is. But he's not going to be pushed around, and you know he's going to meet with Israel, he'll meet with the Palestinians, he'll meet with the Russians, he'll meet with the Chinese, he already deals with the Chinese on his real estate ventures, he knows how to talk and negotiate. I think he'd be refreshing. Um, uh, We get uh, very non-political, as you know, Richard, on coast to coast, but every once in a while we've got to step outside the box and talk about candidates. We've got psychics who are on. John Hogue, an expert in Nostradamus, yes. has already predicted a Hillary Clinton-Jeb Bush election. Um, I'd like to get him back on pretty soon to ask him about Donald Trump, who was an unknown variable at the time. But uh, but the Vegas odds are still betting on Hillary and Jeb Bush. And in a bizarre way, Hillary's a frontrunner still. I have no idea how or why Exactly, despite a lot a, of people
1: a, who like her a, despite a huge uh, unfavorable, uh, she's up around uh, 49% unfavorable rating anyway, George, uh, I don't want to belabor politics uh, George Norrie with us here from Coast to Coast AM and uh, we are coming up on a break but I, there is a, a cause that is very near and dear to your heart and you've talked about it at length on, on Coast and have done a, a phenomenal job in raising awareness about this issue and that is uh, the the need to um, harden our, our grid system here in North America because of uh, a possible EMP event, electromagnetic pulse event, which could be a solar flare or it could be a uh, man-made from a detonation of a, a small nuclear device. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll also talk uh, about all things paranormal and, of course, his uh, brand new online dating service, very unique paranormaldate.com George Norrie coast to coast and we're uh, we're trending hashtag Norrie Toronto questions and comments for George right here conspiracy show stay with us
0: shaking the world and seeing what falls this is the conspiracy show with Richard Serrett
1: George Norrie Host of Coast to Coast AM is uh, with us. Uh, George, uh, we will uh, get along and talk about uh, ParanormalDate.com, which is a, it's just a great idea, uh, and, and I want to find out about that. But let me get back to an issue that's very near to you. I- I've heard uh, people in the Pentagon speak out about uh, this. I have heard uh, many uh, intelligence experts, security experts that are very worried about the growing threat from an EMP attack in the United States, something that could knock out the power grid. Uh, and this is an issue that you have really embraced. What is it uh, about this particular issue uh, that has you so concerned? Did we lose George? I'm here. Oh, there you are, George. I'm sorry. Yeah, I the EMP I can't hear anything, but I'm here. All right, let's run that one by you again. I wanted to talk about the the, the the growing threat of an EMP attack. This is an issue that's very near and dear to you. Why?
0: It sure is. I think we need to protect the power grid, Richard. As you know, Canada, several years ago, had a major outage as well. If we get hit by a major X flare from the sun, as we did in the 1800s, it was called the Carrington event. The only electrical systems we had going then was the telegraph system. It cooked it. It literally cooked it. Or if we have a nuke detonated high above the atmosphere... It'll shut down the power over the United States, over Canada, for for weeks, months, maybe years. And they are estimating that 90% of the people could be dead within one year if that happens. Because nothing will work. You can't get water. You won't be able to get food. Money will mean nothing anymore. You can't pump gasoline. If it's done in the dead of winter, you're going to freeze to death in your house. If it's done in the summer... You're going to have uh, high heat, and older people without air conditioning will get it. There will be no power. Think of life without power. Go one day without power. Do a test. You can't do it. It's, It's horrible. We need to insulate our power grid, and we need to fix it now.
1: It's not a terribly expensive proposition. Uh, So why? I mean, I know the Senate held some hearings, I believe, last year on it, uh, but it's not getting a lot of traction on Capitol Hill. It doesn't cost a lot of money. It's almost like they want this to happen.
0: They're foolish. It costs about $2 billion to insulate the power grid against something like this and we should be doing it. It should be a national priority. Our presidential candidates should be using it as a national priority, because let me tell you, if we don't do this, it's going to be a disaster. We will get hit by an X flare from the sun. We just dodged one a few years ago. Thank God it went out the side of the sun, and we weren't faced directly toward it. If we were it would have taken down the grid for some time we don't have enough transformers to back up the systems and that's part of the problem too we've got to fix this and fix this now mark my words if we don't one day we'll all be in the dark ages and people will say "God, i remember when george nori said this on coast to coast and on richard Serrett's show i remember that <laughs> believe me it's gonna happen
1: do you, uh, I, I don't know what your, your take is on, on Jade Helm 15. There's a lot of paranoia out there. Some sure, of it I I've think got, is just-
0: my thing. Sure. Ask me the question.
1: Well, I'm wondering whether, uh, this EMP threat, uh, and, and it's just, uh, all the experts say it's a question of when, not if. Uh, if this were to happen, uh, and we, and we were in the dark, As you say, this could be, it could take a decade to bring this back online, and people will be civil for the first 48 hours, and then all hell will break loose. Do you think Jade Helm, in part, is preparing for an eventuality like that?
0: Jade Helm has been set up to train the military against major civil disturbance, whatever causes it, whatever causes it. We saw what happened last summer in Ferguson, Missouri. We've seen what happened in Baltimore, Maryland, during the police riots episode. Those are just a small inkling of some of the things that could happen. If the power grid goes out and people start robbing and looting, you know, we're going to need to have some kind of authority, some type of uh, justice, and I think that's exactly what Jade Helm 15 is. It is training the military against anything that could happen in terms of civil disobedience so they have to step in and curtail all this before it really gets out of hand. The problem is even they will have problems once this happens. If the grid goes out, we have major issues. Now on the other hand, if they're doing this merely to stop civil disobedience because of people who are simply fed up and ticked off, and they are, well that's another story. And that's, uh, again, training of people to step in and to keep things under control. Look, I love the police departments in, in the United States. There's some bad apples in the basket. There are police officers who are overzealous. They've shot people when they didn't have to. I can understand people being ticked off, Richard, and protesting and demonstrating. But the others who step in and burn buildings, and loot buildings, and smash cars, that's unacceptable. And you have to step in with authority to stop that. That is unacceptable in the United States, it's unacceptable in Canada, and it's unacceptable across the planet. That kind of disturbance has got to be stopped.
1: You, you spent uh, some time in, in Detroit. I, I, uh, I don't know if, were you there in, uh, during the, the, the riots in July I of 68? Sure was, yeah. I sure was. a teenager,
0: yeah. late teens.
1: I mean have you have you ever I mean does do you see similarities to what's going on now with racial tensions in the United States and and the fact that just so many people seem to be so on edge and angry with can you parallel this this time with let's say 1968
0: It's never gone away Richard uh, it's it's always been the haves and the have-nots for people who are uptight <laughs> racism uh, on the on the you know, the perception of racism has gone away, but it's still there. It, there's an underlining factor there. There's some people there out there who are very racist, who hate minorities. There are minorities who hate some other people. I mean, it's there. It's prevalent. What's happening right now and what I sense just by doing coast-to-coast on a nightly basis, and I'm sure you sense it, too, when you do your show or fill in for me, people are upset, They're ticked off. I can't use those words on radio, but they are just at a point where they've had enough. I always listen to that uh, song from Twisted Sister. We're not going to take it anymore. Yes. People feel that way. That's exactly how people
1: feel these days. How do you – I mean, when you're doing COAST on a nightly basis – uh, does it ever, because there's so much doom and gloom, and, and that's, you know, part of obviously the world that we, we work in and we talk about these things. Does it get you down? How, and, and if so, how do you, how do you compartmentalize and, 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 and stay, and maintain a, a healthy positive attitude through all this?
0: Nothing gets me down, because I always think there's a light at the end of the tunnel, that eventually we're going to win out over all these atrocities which will face us. Uh, but I try to break up coast to coast. I mean, I can't do doom and gloom every night because it's too dang depressing. And I think people just need to be able to have variety. So once in a while we'll do UFOs, we'll do Bigfoot shows, we'll do conspiracies, we'll do consciousness, we'll do alternative medicine, and then we'll do, of course, the realistic doom and gloom shows because they're there. You can't ignore it. But I have to balance it because if I don't, the audience will go crazy, not me, but they'll get to a point where they say i can't take this anymore it's too much, and I got to keep it balanced.
1: The coast listener and and I find my listeners too. the people that listen to late night radio are are a different breed. I mean uh, you know I, I think we would agree we I don't can't hear you I'm sorry, can you hear me now? George, can you hear me? We're having trouble. George, come in. Come in from LA, George.
0: Now I hear you. All right. <laughs> I don't know where the audio is going, but
1: uh, I'm here. All right. Well, someone maybe is jamming us. But I was just—I was commenting on on late night audiences and and how special they are. And 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 I often say, you know, people say, wouldn't you rather do morning radio or you know uh, do radio at a more reasonable hour? And this this type of programming wouldn't work at any other time. Uh, but uh, talk to me a little bit about you know how you. Manage, uh, and I, I do coast uh, on a weekend, a Saturday, sometimes a Sunday, the odd Friday, and I tell you, it's it, it throws your schedule for a loop. How do you how do you do it Monday to Friday, weekend and week out, uh, and and stay healthy?
0: Let me tell you something interesting. I've been doing this program since 2003, Richard. I have uh, had three weeks of vacation each year, times. 11 12 years now 12 years I have 36 weeks of accrued vacation time I've taken one week of vacation uh, I will take an occasional friday hence you fill in um in order to just get away for a little bit but generally I'm there on holidays I'm there during the week and I I I got to tell you I get stronger and stronger as the weeks go on I don't know how I don't know why But I am, and uh, I watch what I eat. I stay in great shape. You know, I'm uh, an alternative medicine freak. You know, I take supplements and all this, but I just don't stop. Coast to coast is not only a job for me, it's a hobby. And when you do your hobby and you love doing it every day, I think it keeps you fresh and it keeps you younger and it just keeps you, you know, with this mix of vitality, and that's what it does for me.
1: Uh, the uh, the the culture and the community uh, uh, of the coast to coast listener as, as i mentioned very very interesting and obviously that was an inspiration for uh, paranormaldate.com talk to me about the genesis of, of that idea
0: i would go and as i do like toronto on august 22nd i go to speaking engagements and live events all around the country all around canada I just came back from vancouver and people would come up to me saying god we love your events we come here to see you, George, but we got to be honest. We also come to meet other people who understand us, who get us, who want to talk about the unusual and the mysterious. And this would happen time and time again. So I said, you know what? I'm going to put together paranormaldate.com, and we did. Yeah, we are approaching eighteen thousand members. It's free to sign up. Um, if you decide to stay and you want to connect with people. Just put in code George, because there's a huge discount when you do that. It's free to sign up. And for those people listening to us, Richard, in Canada, when you go to ParanormalDate.com, up in the right-hand corner, there's a little tab there for the country you're in. you got to click Canada in order to register. But it's people are having fun. I've already said that if anybody gets married because of Paranormal Date, we'll do it live on the show. And I'm looking forward to that day.
1: It'll be like Tiny Tim on the Tonight Show, or was that Merv That's Griffin? Right. Merv Griffin. I
0: think. Do you remember his wife's name?
1: I don't. Miss Vicky. Miss Vicky. Wow. Yep. Well, I, I think it's one of the ideas, or one of the things I like about it is it's a it's a it's a wonderful filter because. Uh, often people meet through work, which is another great filter, uh, it, because you see people at their best and their worst, and also, you know, like attracts like. You're, you're in, a, in, in, a, in a workplace and you have similar interests, uh, and that's what ParanormalDate.com uh, provides. You know that the people that are subscribing share your interests, and the, and, and Coast listeners are very passionate, whether it's cryptozoology or, or UFOs. How important is it for you, and I, I don't want to pry into your personal life, but when you're Uh, out on the town with with your special lady. I mean, do you talk about this stuff? Is it important that that the person you're with is interested in UFOs or is interested in in the JFK assassination?
2: When I'm
0: out, I try not to talk about all these things we talk about on Coast to Coast because when you do it 24-7, five or six days a week, you've got to get away from it a little bit. So when, when I go out and do my thing, whatever that thing is, I try not to deal with the unusual and the paranormal. I do have to tell you, though, Richard, people recognize me from the History Channel's Ancient Aliens or Beyond Belief and or the radio show, and they come up to me, and you have to be polite because they're listeners and you care about them, but they, that's what they want to talk about. They want to talk about the show. So sometimes I find, even on the day off that I have, you've got to be on. You've got to be ready to talk about it.
1: But when I go out with somebody, uh, friends, I try not to. So uh, if you were involved with somebody, they wouldn't necessarily have to be into UFOs or, or as I say, JFK. I'd like them to understand it. Right. I
0: think that would be important, uh, but they don't have to live in, in diet at all.
1: All right. So, again, how does this work on Paranormal.com? Uh, once you subscribe, I mean, walk me through the process here. It's, well, it's ParanormalDate.com. So, I'm make sorry, sure ParanormalDate.com. Right? Apologies. Yeah, make sure you get that in.
0: ParanormalDate.com. You go to that website, ParanormalDate.com. If you're in Canada, up in the right-hand corner, there's a tab there. You open it up because we're in Canada, the United States, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Ireland, and the United Kingdom. Pick the country you're in. Just click that, and then fill out all the profile information, and then people start communicating with you. If they're interested in you, or if you want to get interested in someone, then you physically join. It's free to sign up, but there's, it's like 10 bucks a month or $9 a month with the code George. When you start connecting with people and going out on dates, and people are starting to do that now, it's a very simple tool. Uh, but it's, uh, it's fun. It's well worth it
1: for people. Excellent. All right. ParanormalDate.com. We'll take a timeout, come back, open up the phone lines, questions, comments for George Norrie. We'll also uh, trend with questions for George at hashtag Norrie Toronto. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show, my name is Richard Serrett. Stay with us.
2: Don't be afraid of the dark. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett.
1: And we are back. George Norrie joining us live from uh, Beverly Hills uh, tonight, the host of Coast to Coast AM. And he is coming to Toronto, August the 22nd, at the Queen Elizabeth Theater. Just a stone's throw from his studio down at the CNE, uh, bringing Alex Jones and Nick Pope along with him. And uh, my good friends, Patrick and Kadina at Conspiracy Culture, uh, Head over to their website, conspiracyculture.com, and uh, there's ticket information there. I believe you can buy tickets through their uh, their bookstore, conspiracyculture.com. That's August 22nd, Queen Elizabeth uh, Theater. Hope you'll be there. I know I'll be there. Uh, George, let's uh, let's dip into some calls, shall we?
0: We shall, and uh, looking forward to my trip to Toronto again, Richard.
1: Always great to see you there, too. Likewise, my friend. Uh, Keith is in Rochester. Keith, welcome to, to uh, The Conspiracy Show. How are you?
2: Yes, I want to ask Mr. Nori, what happened to the advertiser, Incomeathome.com? You, Sean Hannity, Michael Savage, were also insistent that people would be able to quit their jobs completely. Income at Home, which is really herbal life, made some grandiose promises. Uh, people really depend on you to tell them the truth about this. By example, I know a woman named Sandy who lost $16,000 to the Trump network. I've tried to get in touch with the Donald several times. He's a billionaire. He could absolutely have reimbursed this woman the 16K that she put into his business and was trying to work it to no avail. What happened to income at home? And when you uh, scope out an advertiser, do you really make sure their claims are justified, or do you just read the script and hope? No, we sure
0: do. First of all, I can't comment on Donald Trump's situation, but. Uh, I've got to tell you, for every 10 advertisers that try to get through the door and advertise on our show, one or two get approved by our network, and then it has to get to me. Uh, Income at Home, I believe we had on the air several years ago, and they had a very big advertising budget, maybe a little too big, because they spent a lot of money in advertising. But I've heard on, I've heard some success stories with people who've done well and some other people who were flat and didn't make any money at all on that. It was a way to make money by working out of your house, uh, doing some stuff with the internet. Uh, but in terms of what we do and what I do specifically, I'll try it before I endorse it. Uh, but if 10 people try to get in the door, maybe two of them do so.
2: All right. All right. Well, I just know that people really depend upon you. and uh, Oh, absolutely. Well, but you have to understand, and uh, you may never let me, uh, Keith, on your show again, but you know you're very, very corporate. You're out there in Beverly be Hills. Uh, sure. uh, people depend upon you, but I, I know you're a very hard worker, but you've also done very well for yourself. and. Uh, In closing, you just have to remember that a lot of people out there are trying to make an extra second and third income, and when they hear the likes of Mr. Nori endorse something and that it really doesn't pan out, I think you really have an obligation to your public since you were talking earlier about Oh,
1: I I agree with
2: it. No argument there.
1: Okay, Keith. I think George has addressed your question. I appreciate the call, George. On the uh, Twitter, uh, we have someone uh, named Moon Tam who's asking when you'll invite Lynn McTaggart on your show and have her help end the California drought.
0: Uh, that's a great question. I, matter of fact, asked my executive producer Lisa Lyon that three weeks ago. That whenever we get Lynn back, I'm told she was out of the country. But as soon as she gets back, I would love to do an intention experiment to try to generate some more... You know, we, we dabbled in it, and it did rain a little bit, but she's very good at what she does in terms of intention experiments, and uh, I would love to get her back on to do that. She did a crime reduction uh, consciousness experiment over Washington, D.C., uh, several months ago, and claims that that worked very well.
1: And uh, what is the mood like in Southern California now with the drought? What's the price of a bottle of water, for example?
0: Oh, I, yeah, you know what? Let me tell you, I'll go to one of the local stores here, Ralph's, for example, and I'll buy a pack of uh, bottled water, and it's about 4 or $5. Dollars. Um, but the mood, uh, they just had some rain last week that was torrential. If they had about five more of those, they might be in some pretty good shape. What's happening, Richard, is the climate is changing. I'm not a man-made climate believer at all. But we're going through Earth cycles And this is a bad one right now. However, I had a guest on the program last week on Coast to Coast who said that we're going through a major El Nino. And he predicts within nine months we're going to have huge storms in Southern California. So that's a good thing.
1: All right, George, stay put. We'll uh, come back. ...in just a few moments and uh, continue to take questions and comments. George Norrie, host of Coast to Coast AM, and also check out the uh, the dating online service, ParanormalDate.com. I've uh, hooked up to it on my website, RichardSerrett.com, Back with more of my conversation with George. Stay with us.
0: When you look at the sky, ever wonder if someone's
1: looking back? This is The Conspiracy Show with
2: Richard Serrett.
1: George Norrie is with us. Till the top of the hour. i got to get George's take on this. A controversial Baphomet monument unveiled Saturday night in Detroit. A satanic statue unveiled in Detroit. The controversial Baphomet monument unveiled um, the bronze statue. something uh, It's on the order of nine feet tall. cost costs something like $100,000. It's made in bronze. It's a goat-headed statue. And it's uh, located on Joseph Campo... Avenue. Hundreds of people turned up for the event, supporters and protesters at the first location on Grand River Avenue. And the location of the unveiling was kept secret and given via email to ticket holders hours before the event. Tickets were pre-sale only. The uh, monument was intended to be located next to a Ten Commandments monument in Oklahoma City until Oklahoma Supreme Court banned religious displays on Capitol grounds, including the Ten Commandments monument. The statue may eventually stand outside Arkansas State House in Little Rock, where a Ten Commandments monument is planned to be built. The Satanic Temple said the statue is a symbol for what they advocate: the separation of church and state. Uh, George, this Satanic statue in Detroit. Uh, let me let me ask you about your your sort of perception of of um, evil and the existence of let's say Lucifer or Satan. Do you believe in in, in Lucifer or an actual an actual entity known as Satan?
0: Well, I, what I believe in, Richard, is I believe in evil. Uh, I, I mean, for us to really dive into this, uh, you and I have to be out of the air another three hours. I mean, it, it, it's a monumental discussion. But first of all, let me address this satanic temple statue. It's nine feet tall, weighs a ton, and, uh, you know, it looks like a devil, it looks like Satan. It's got wings and horns, and, uh, you know, people are chanting, Hail Satan. You know what? I don't think that's a place in society. Yes, we have freedom to do this and that, but that statue needs to be taken away and put away, as far as I'm concerned. Now, getting back to your question, uh, there is something out there that permeates this universe, the good and the bad, the yin and the yang. And as soon as we figure out what the heck we're doing here in this universe and what our place is, I think we'll have a better understanding of what the devil is, what Satan is, what God might be, and try to put that into a better perspective. But I do believe evil exists. Uh, We have good people, we have evil people. And I do believe that when one dies, leaves this physical plane that we're in, that their souls go off to another plane of existence. And if you're a bad person, and I believe in reincarnation, I believe that the hell that they'll have is coming back over and over and over again in different bodies, different life forms, until they get that certain stage of perfection. But in terms of Satan, the devil, that influence against all of us, it's there. Um, He may not be running around with horns and cloven hooks, but it's there.
1: Alright, let's go to the phones. Jerry is right here in Toronto. Jerry, welcome to the Conspiracy Show. You're on with George Norrie. Go ahead.
0: Jerry from TO. Zoomer is my favorite station. George? Hi, Jerry. I have something very important to tell you. Okay. The water is warm. Oh, that's you again.
1: Oh, who's we this don't gentleman? Know the clues yet, Richard? We don't
0: know the clues. He always calls me with a different clue.
1: All right. <laughs> Do they add up to anything, uh, no, or is it just
0: not at this point? But one day, maybe they might.
1: All right. I was told he had a question about remote viewing. That's all right.
0: Um, I always you know, you know he does that to us too. He he sets up producer Tom, who answers our phones, and uh, and then he leaks through with something like that.
1: We were talking about uh, sort of the spirit world. Uh, now you and I share something in common, uh, and I've heard you over the years talk about you, you really warn people away from from using Ouija boards. And uh, let me very very quickly tell you a story. Uh, I mentioned the CNE. You're going to be down at the, uh, the Queen Elizabeth Theatre at the CNE August 22nd. That's right. A number of years ago, working at another radio station, we were doing a remote broadcast at the CNE Big Summer Fair, and there were a couple of uh, young women there uh, huddled around the uh, the, ra- the radio uh, the mobile unit, and they were dressed as sort of goth, you know, the uniform, you know what I mean, the black fingernail polish, and they, um, they pulled me aside and they told me this story about how they had, uh, and I believe that they were very sincere, they seemed shaken, but they had uh, purchased a Ouija board, and they dabbled in it, they played around with it, and they got spooked. Uh, so then they, got, they tried to get rid of it, and they, they told me in some detail the effort to, 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 that they took to get they threw it in a garbage dump down the street. they ended up uh, throwing it away somewhere else, and it kept coming back to them and um, That for me just cemented my, um, you know, my fear uh, and i can 't believe that they still sell Ouija boards in toy stores; I just think oh that 's an abomination
0: they 're making a fortune selling those things. They're all over the place. Um, I've always told people it's not a toy. Don't dabble with the other side. It's the intent that the problem is created by. It's the intent. Feeling as if you want something from the other side to come through. It's an invitation. Uh, It may not be the board per se, but it's just the fact that the person is prepared to let this stuff come through that I think creates this. And so I've told people, you know, stay away from Ouija boards. Stay away from that intent. I was going to do a Ouija board show years ago and canceled it before going on the air. And, you know, there were people who were actually upset about it, Richard. They were going to have a Ouija board pizza party. And they were waiting with their Ouija board and me doing my thing. And I pulled out. I said, I'm not going to do it. It's it's not a smart thing to do. And, you know, I got a lot of emails from people who said, "Best decision you've ever made."
1: Yes, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, we, we definitely share that. And, and there's this uh, very popular in school now. I think it's called the Charlie, the Charlie Challenge. And they've lost you again. Can you hear me now, George? Come in, George. George, hello. Are you there? No, we couldn't have lost George. Is he still there? We're trying. The line is still connected. George, can you hear me? He may be in a bad cell. George Nori. Hello? Alright, do you want to, uh, do you want to try and reconnect with him, Tim? There you all- are, yeah. Oh, there we are. Okay, there's, there's, someone's trying to jam us, I think.
0: <laughs> Are you you're hearing me right?
1: I am hearing you. Yes. Yeah,
0: uh, you're hearing me, but I'm not hearing you when you do that.
1: So, all right. Uh, We've got about five minutes left, and I just I have another tweet here. Someone wanted to know uh, it's Barry, and they're asking about your take on disclosure, UFO disclosure. When and uh, uh, under what circumstances will it occur?
0: It will not occur. I told oh. a number of people, including Stephen Bassett, who is uh, you know heading up the Exopolitics push for disclosure. Governments aren't going to do it. just not going to happen. We're going to have to continue to get people who are whistleblowers, who have experienced these very strange connections. They're the ones that are going to have to come forward and tell us what's been going on. But to have a general news conference with the president, with you know, aliens flanking him or something, telling us what has happened, or NASA holding a news conference saying that UFOs have come here, it's not going to happen, Richard.
1: Does the president even have the security clearance to to do something like that? I, I doubt that.
0: I think Richard Nixon might have been one of the few presidents, uh, and uh, you know he may have been the, one of the only presidents at that time, the modern time, to be in on it. All the others were not. They tried, but they couldn't get the information. And I think Eisenhower was in on it. There's always talk that he actually had meetings with extraterrestrials. You know what? Who knows? Fascinating subject.
1: What is your take on the ET uh, phenomena? Do you think that they are extraterrestrial? Or uh, my, my view, and it's not a popular one in the UFO community, I mean, that's a very, it's a very contentious issue. Uh, I believe they are interdimensional, and I think they may even be demonic.
0: I think they could be demonic, and there's a lot of people who would agree with you. I think the Zechariah Sitchin theory that they came here 400,000 years ago, that they seeded whatever life forms might have been on this planet that ended up being us, I think that's very accurate, too, and um, it's just no question in my mind that in this vast universe that there are countless numbers of intelligent civilizations out there, and many of whom have probably have gotten here. I, I, I see no reason why they wouldn't through their technology. You know, just jumpstart us another 200 years from now in terms of technology. Look at how we've evolved in 50 years since we merely got on the moon. I mean, it's been amazing. You know, technology with a civilization that might be a million years ahead of us or two million years ahead of us could be able to bend space and time and travel here anytime they want.
1: All right, I think we have time to squeeze in another call. Robert is in Mississauga, just west of Toronto. Robert, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. You're on the line with George Norrie. Go ahead.
0: Thank you. Hey, guys, I enjoy both your shows. You're, you, you guys are fantastic.
1: Thanks, Robert. Thank you.
0: So my question is: Is the fact that this uh, fairly? Sorry about my phone here is It's clicking, holding here. Let me just. Okay, there we go. The fact that this this fairly new telescope that's in space that spotted this planet that's uh, that's similar to Earth's atmosphere, but this planet yeah. is so far away. I mean, it's got to be like what a hundred billion light years away, or something like that. It's fourteen hundred million light, fourteen hundred light years away. Which means, if we could travel at the speed of light right now. It would take 1,400 years to get there. So, doesn't that the fact that it's so far away, doesn't that kind of deflate the idea that there that there might be extraterrestrials ter- visiting the you know the planet Earth? Because I've never if,
1: seen it. I, you, has anybody ever
0: really travel, seen it? Robert, listen. If you think of travel in terms of how we travel today, you are absolutely right. There's no way anything can get to where we are. Look how long it took us to get out to Pluto. However, jumpstart intelligence by a million years, and then get a piece of paper and put a dot on each end, and then fold them over where the two dots connect, that's how I think they're traveling. They're traveling through wormholes and special ways to get through the universe, much like Jodie Foster did in the movie Contact. They're just It's almost instant, and, and that's what they're doing. I'm convinced of it. Well, well,
1: maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. All right, Robert. Thanks for the call.
0: Thank you very much, guys.
1: All right. Uh, what do people? Uh, what can people expect? August twenty second at the Queen Elizabeth Theater. You've got Alex Jones, uh, always <laughs> incendiary to say the least, He's the and of course, best
0: Nick Pope talking yeah. about UFOs. Richard, I'm going to be singing before a live band, and if people want more information, it's GeorgeNorrieLive
1: Well, looking forward to seeing you again, George. Me too, Rich. Thank you so much, my friend. Have a good evening. Okay. Be well. George Norrie. And don't forget, ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com. Really, really cool uh, way to meet somebody special, and you all deserve someone special. And as I always say, you know, because it's such an important filtering process, uh, you want to make sure that the people that you're with or that you're hooking up with on a date... Share similar interests. I mean, you don't want to be walking down the aisle and then all of a sudden find out that they subscribe to the uh, the, the magic bullet theory. You know? But if you uh, if you use paranormaldate.com, uh, you'll make sure that you've found that special soulmate and they're on the same page, if you know what I mean. All right, my website richardserrett.com. That's your portal to the conspiracy show. And as always, say hello on Twitter at Richard And while you're there, please follow and follow the truth.